Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are what are the chances you're going to go to a theater in the year 2020? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Bradley, why are we asking people if they're going to well, go to the theaters? Mostly because um, one of our largest theater chain, change, EMC, has announced earlier today, in fact, that it is planning on opening, uh, reopening rather, some of its multiplexes beginning mid to late August. Now, they had been rumored, or I should say had said they were going to open um, as early as July 30th. That will not be the case, and this update in- indicates that it'll be sometime mid to late August instead. And I just thought when I, and then I was reading through, like, I didn't even know this, but about a third um, of their chain is actually already open in Europe and the Middle East, um, which is just fascinating to me. So, like, out there in the world somewhere, normal, you know, theater-going public is happening, or, you know, some semblance of normal anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, that just got me thinking, like, I mean, I'm probably not going to be in a theater in late, uh, uh, by late August myself if they reopen, but... Um, clearly some people must be planning on going to the theater at that point, or I don't think AMC, I mean, AMC, if nobody's going to show up, they're not opening for business, right? right? You just wouldn't, because what's the point of that? You're going to cost yourself a lot of money and not make any in the process. Now, this might just be lip service to the uh, public and maybe they'll delay opening again based on where we are in the pandemic. True. But... Um, it, it is certainly plausible to think that in parts of the country who maybe aren't dealing with um, the crisis as uh, to the degree that many of us are, it's areas, possible. You know, areas with lower numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about, and 651-641-1071, what are the chances you're going to a theater in 2020? Can you talk at all about what precautions they're taking or what the kind of policies will be um, in terms of are they... How are they allowing for social distancing? Are they requiring masks? Like, is that is that part of their conversation, or is it just like doors are open? Well, this this particular article doesn't go to, into too much detail. What it does say is that they're working with Clorox, in fact, wow. dun, 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 to do something called electrostatic cleaning of seats and like the different surfaces. And I've actually mm. learned because I'm going to be on an airplane. Um, in the near future myself, that electrostatic cleaning, which at least we know our good friends at Delta do, is um, a way of cleaning uh, or disinfecting surfaces 
um, more thoroughly than like wiping stuff down. Oh, this um, is interesting. Yeah. So they've got that technology they're partnering on Clorox with. There are also, um, there are going to be some changes. There's a full quote, full circuit wide safety protocol that uh, all AMC guests will be required to wear face masks. I mean, that kind of stuff. But in sure. terms of specifics, I don't know. Okay. 651-641-1071. Who do we have on the line, Holly? We have Gail. Hello. Hi, Gail. Gail, can you see yourself going to a theater in the year 2020? Uh, yes. Uh, Top Gun 2 is supposed to come out twenty on the 23rd of December, and I guess it was supposed to come out this summer. And right. I would risk my my little life to go see it. Yep. Wow. wow. What? So, like, why why are you so excited to see the movie? Because I saw the beginning one, the first one, and I just, I could watch that movie over and over and over again and just blast my TV with this bass on it. Oh, my God. I was pregnant with my first child when we went to go see it, the first one. And that kid, because of the surround sound in the theater, he bounced in my stomach the whole time. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't acquainted with him. But I've seen the clips on today's show about the second one, and I just, oh my gosh. So I you're would, there. I would. Come December, you're you're in line, Gail. Um, I will, hopefully not uh, a line that has a lot of close people in it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Six feet yes, apart, six exactly. feet apart. But yeah. Gail is there risking her life, mask and popcorn. She's happy as can be. Um, thank you, Gail, for Thanks, your Gail. call. That's, in, I mean, it's interesting that the piece that, that I'm curious about is, for Gail, it was all about the movie. Like, there is a movie she wants to see. Yeah. And she will go to the theater for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'm curious about some people who were regular theater goers who just liked to see what was out in the theaters. Um, If that gets them to the theater. 651-641-1071. What are the chances you're going to a theater in 2020? Holly, do we have anybody else on the line? We have Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, what are the chances you're going to a theater? One hundred percent. I am going back to the theater in November and at Christmas. We have a tradition in our family that started when my kids were little and they drove me crazy on those holidays. We had the Christmas movie and the Thanksgiving movie. I'm back at the gym already, so so we're you're going. you're ready to go. Ready to go. Don't care what's showing. Usually a blockbuster. Don't care. You're there. Oh, she's there. Carrie's going. See, I think it's interesting, and I think it has. We talked a little bit about this before the show today. That like everybody has the thing that they're. You know, we're all accepting a certain amount of risk when we leave our houses in the morning to do whatever it is that we do in our lives. Mm-hmm. Some more than others, depending mm-hmm. on what those things are. And I'm so curious at what those limits are for people and why. And you've heard two different excuses really for the same thing, right? Um, she doesn't care what the actual movie is, mm-hmm. whereas our previous caller, it was all about the movie. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I, I have a hard, I don't have a hard time with this conversation. I'm fine with this conversation. Um, where I connect to it is like, I never was really at movie theaters anyway. So the idea of movie theaters opening doesn't, like, it's not going to get me there or not get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, that just is not a thing that, uh, my family did a lot of. Occasionally we would, but my goodness, that's like a one hundred dollar outing yeah. for a family of five, right? So just like we were, f- we're fine with waiting until the the yeah. movies show up on our TV. Mm-hmm. But for people for whom going to the theater is part of the culture that they live in anyway, 
Um, it is interesting to hear what kinds of what it is yeah. that pulls them in. Holly, do we have anybody else on the line? Yeah, we have a few more people holding. Let's Perfect. go to Noel. Hello, Noel. Noel, uh, can you see yourself going to a theater in 2020? Oh boy, I no, probably not. I am an absolute movie theater nut. I go all the time pre-COVID. Uh, always have. I'm one of those people that'll see almost anything in the movie theater. We have the Alamo monthly pass thing and all that kind of stuff. But I just, you know, all of the contact surfaces and all that, that's great as far as the cleaning and the whatever. But the more we learn, it seems like what's more important even than the surfaces is just the shared air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for the amount of time. So, you know, if it's a thing for 10 or 12 minutes while I'm inside Trader Joe's, that's one thing. Yeah. But you know, for a two or three hour movie sitting there, you know, that that's a long time. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is you can't keep a mask on if you're going to have beverages and popcorn. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know that movie theaters can't, they can't financially make it without the concessions. Right? So if to you, the, they make their money. So to you, the so si- I just think that it's a, I'd love to go back to the movies. I've been dying to go back to the movies, but I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah. Thank you for your call. Um, Yeah. So that's, I mean, and that's interesting, a perspective from somebody who loves to go to the movies and is saying, not, 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 not going to. Yeah. Not going to. And I will say, like, for myself, answering, you know, the question that we're putting out there, which is, like, do you see yourself going to theater in 2020? I don't really know that I see myself, at least from where I sit today, uh, at this moment, I don't see myself going to the theater. I mean... Something would have to change between now and then, mm-hmm. functionally, with the way the, the disease operates, <laughs> yeah. for me to feel comfortable sitting in a theater for the very reason that the previous caller stated. But um, but I also understand if, you know, if public health officials determine that it's safe for some people or the risk is acceptable for some people and they want to do it. Have at it. I guess. Again, I'm just curious what motivates a person to you know like yeah that that for them is the the thing that they're going to be risky about right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show okay we got to get the cobra gang together john travolta Ugh. maybe uh thinking about tiptoeing out of scientology at least that's what some evidence may suggest it's possible we're going to get to the bottom of it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Contrary to popular belief, there is no mention of champagne in Tokyo in that song. Uh, as we thought. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. For the longest time, every time I heard that song, it was like champagne in Tokyo. And we all sang it that way on it's this show. Champagne and rolled up notes. Mm-hmm. So, so that happens. It's more about drug use than it is about travel. Yay. All right. Speaking uh, of drug use and travel. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the Cobra Gang together because we have to talk about John Travolta. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Yes, we need the Cobra Gang together today, kids, because of a story that I read, an exclusive in the Daily Mail, which, uh, you know, whatever. But go with me. John Travolta, Scientology, oh my God, 
We have not talked about uh, these two things in quite a while here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, but just know that our obsession with Scientology and John Travolta's involvement in it goes back years. Yep. Exclusive, says the headline, Brave John Travolta faces make-or-break moment over 45-year devotion to Scientology. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But essentially, this piece argues that and specifically, the piece is an interview with somebody who used to be in the Church of Scientology and now is a critic. Um, but what this person is alleging and what I thought we could talk about is that that since the death of his wife, John Travolta faces an opportunity to leave the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Now, before I give you all the reasons why they make that case, perhaps it would be helpful, Colleen, if you just want to remind people sort of, or not even remind people, maybe just like fill in a little bit of the detail about John Travolta, Scientology, and, and what we've, what we've, um, what we know. Yeah, what we know. So John Travolta, um, began his dalliances with, uh, Scientology when he was a teenager, just before he started his, um, roles in his, you know, like, Mr. uh, what's the word? Mr. Cotter. What's the name of that show? Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome um, back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Thank you. Um, he that's when he started um, working together with Scientology, and Scientology is known for um, making celebrities, but also taking celebrities and turning them into Scientologists as a way to um, kind of be the PR mouthpiece for for Scientology. Yeah. So John Travolta found himself in Scientology, and whether or not you know. You could argue whether or not that helped him in his career. Mm-hmm. It was very much a part of his career. However, part of what they do in Scientology is uh, they do kind of like a confessional situation where they put their hands on. It's called an e-meter and um, it's called auditing. And they have a, a member of the Church of Scientology on the other side of them while they talk about their deepest, darkest secrets. And the e-meter is supposed to tell them when they've sort of released that secret or that thing that is, you know, bogging them down in life, right? Mm -hmm. But what that ends up being is also a source of blackmail for the Church of Scientology, allegedly, because they videotape all of those auditing sessions. So there's some speculation that John Travolta that the Church of Scientology is so much on John Travolta that if he left and left a stain on Scientology because he's one of the more popular and well-known members, that they would be able to spill out all of his secrets. Yeah. So, thank you. Now, and with the death of his wife, Kelly Preston, one particular uh, critic of the Church of Scientology has come forward and said, you know, the statement that John Travolta made after the death of his wife this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Life, specifically thanking the people um, that uh, the medical professionals, particularly that helped her fight uh, courageously. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole statement, but essentially praising doctors and nurses at the cancer center where. Um, you know, she battled uh, for her life. Also talking about, um, you know, the treatment that she uh, underwent and that treatment involved chemotherapy and radiation, which is pretty common for cancer treatment. But the critic points out, like, those are things you don't do when you are a Scientologist. Mm. You do not praise doctors without then at some point praising the church or making uh, some sort of, you know... um, pronouncement that the church was instrumental in in healing etc 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 meaning the 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 critic is saying like the fact that he's praising doctors and nurses seems pretty normal to everybody else but to a scientologist is a very specific dig at um or potentially could be seen as a dig towards the church of scientology and its leadership who you know we have talked about or we haven't talked about but we've heard from former members that their um uh, that they've been, you know, counseled against medical mm-hmm. treatment, all sorts of things. We could go on for for hours that we don't have. So the critic points out this indicates there could be a possibility that John Travolta is trying to separate himself now from the Church of Scientology. You know what'll be interesting right now. So knowing that is to just keep your eyes wide open and your ears wide open to hear if there are any unsavory stories about John Travolta that mm-hmm. start rolling out. Because if they do, you can basically bet that they probably have something to do with the Church of Scientology. Yeah, because whenever they feel under threat, they will start to leak, you know, stories. leak some nasty stories. Which then also, I've, that just led me to think something else, and we don't have enough time for me to say it, but I'll say it quickly. I wonder any other time that those oh, yeah. types of stories, Absolutely. if that was another time when he was trying to pull away. Massages. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll keep our eyes and ears open for you, but when we come back, we're going to open up our mouths and tell you about some celebrities behaving bad. We call them D-Banks. We'll tell you about them after this. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. Mm -hmm. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainor. And uh, we got those uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them? Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Have I got a story for you? Have I got a story for you, Kent? And that's my D-bag for the day. Um, my D-bag is actually something called GizmoPosts24.com. Oh, now, is this that? is not to be confused with GizmoPlatform.com, or what was that other Gizmo site? Uh, Gizmos. GizmoLies.com. Oh, no, what was it? Gizmo, okay. Anyway. Gizmo something. It's not Gizmodo. GizmoBlaze. GizmoBlaze. Yes, Thank you. Welcome. Well, I bet they're the same thing, and here's why. Listen to this article, because I, I was fooled. I was fooled for nary a moment when I saw this headline. 
Ellen DeGeneres slammed with a $500 million divorce by Portia de Rossi amid adoption battle. That's big. Whoa, that's big news. Ellen's getting divorced. And also they were trying to adopt children. And also it's $500 million, a half a billion dollars. What? So I clickety-clack over to gizmoposts24.com. And from their entertainment celebrity section... There's an article by one individual known as Groovy James. Okay, stop it. Groovy James has the following. Sources claim that Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi are ready to adopt a child after a decade of their marriage. Prior to this decision, the couples were having marital issues, mainly because Ellen was a workaholic and preferred to work. I mean... Okay, that's what workaholics do. They uh, expected to glue the pieces of broken together by adopting as a child would mean a new beginning for them. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait, I need that sentence one more <laughs> time. Do you? The I'll read. Uh, continue. The Ellen Show was the Ellen Show host. Ellen, yep, <laughs> uh, was keen on adopting and convinced De Rossi. The couple eventually agreed to adoption and was looking into adoption agencies. However. Rossi felt neglected by DeGeneres and eventually pulled out of their adoption plan. And rumors of the couple falling apart were headed towards divorce. Portia was also disgusted when Ellen defended Kevin Hart for his homophobic comments. And this article goes on and on. Now, what Groovy was the headline? James has a lot to say. Groovy James. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it says Ellen DeGeneres slammed with $500 million, $500 million divorce. Now, my words are reading like the article. Mm-hmm. By Portia de Rossi amid adoption battle. There, I would just like to point out, nowhere in this story does it talk about Not $500 even. million. Dollars. No, I don't even see that. I don't see a number Yeah, um, in it at all. Also, this adoption battle, it's so weird. My favorite thing, though, is this last piece that I will leave you <laughs> from the good people of GizmoPost24.com. Not GizmoPost23.com or 25, but 24. They may not have children, but they do have their animals. Ellen believes animals are the closest thing to God. The couple have four dogs and three cats. Degeneres have her own wildlife fund to support endangered species around the world. They together have adopted a puppy named Kid. Them getting pregnant and adopting has been the favorite of the gossip column, and both of them share a good laugh about this. I'm share y'all are sharing something betwixt you, and it's probably uh, mm-hmm. something you inhale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Groovy what James, in- good old Groovy James. You can always count on Groovy James. <laughs> Groovy James for a good needs article. To find a different strain because <laughs> he sounds a little oh, ignorant, high on his own supply of what's going on. I did though do a deep dive of Groovy James. Nope, gizmopost.24.com. Do tell. Coronavirus turns zombie-like once a person is infected. Oh, thank you. Uh, Let's see. Also, Pokemon Go, which is in quotes, and then there's parentheses, Pokemon Go. Jumpstart Research Guide is right here. Uh, Scarlett Johansson sparked Colin Joe's desire to have a baby. Ooh. And High School DXD Season 5 has been renewed. Click to know the latest gross on the upcoming season. Okay. So literally, this is just word salad um, algorithms creating a website. Clickbait. And like our other one, wasn't it Gizmo Blaze, right? Yes. Didn't they say something like the following? 
Gizmo Post is one of the most trusted news media websites. Oh, yeah, they are related. Yeah. Anything with Gizmo, I'm starting to I not... feel like we're going to end up dead Unless someday because, like, whoever's responsible for clickety-clack and all these fake websites is going to, like, figure out that we're onto them. Exactly. And then robots are going to show up. And they're going to do bad things. Yeah. Would In like incomplete to... sentences. True. Would you like to know who my D-bag is? Of course I would. Chris Jenner. Oh, yes. So, as you know, Kanye West is having a bit of a moment right now. And there's been a lot of talk about um, what he may be going through, such that even Kim Kardashian posted a statement on her social media, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Chris Jenner was called out by Kanye West on in one of his Twitter um, moments. Mm-hmm. She was called a name. Yep. Now, what is interesting about this is Kris Jenner has broken her silence. Mm. Would you like to know what she had to say? Um, I bet it was something very thoughtful, like we really love and respect Kanye and Mm. wish him all the best. Right. Mm. She actually uh, posted on her Instagram on Wednesday evening a short clip on her Instagram stories to show off a delivery she had received of beignets. Mm. Donuts? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. While her daughter is... She got donuts. She got beignets. Yep, she got donuts. Um, from Christina Milian. Who's... What's... I, I don't... She's like a... She does stuff. She's a singer and an yeah. actress. Okay, so some... But he gave one of her celebrity friends gave her gave donuts. her donuts, okay. and that is what she decided to post while her family is in the middle of a crisis dealing with her son-in-law. Um, was this like a scheduled ad post or no, some dumb thing? This was in her Instagram stories. <sighs> um, so here's the thing, and this is this is why she, I made her my d bag is because it's not that she can't have a life while this stuff is going on; it is that. Anything she posts will be subject to conversation. And one must be careful. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't necessarily need to make a statement about Kanye or her daughter, for that matter. That's not necessary. However, you have to know that anything you do may be misconstrued as not caring about what's going on in your family. Or it may be... Uh, interpreted as relates to the biggest story of what's going on with your family. And so posting a picture about sitting at home waiting for a donut delivery um, or like receiving the donut delivery yeah. sort of looks like you don't really, you're just, just sitting at home popping donuts in your face rather than actively tending to the fires uh, that are happening inside your family. Also, it's very low stakes. It doesn't take much to just release a statement. Maybe she has. I don't know, but I don't think I've seen anything. No, she has remained mum, if you will. The mum has remained mum. I mean, that just seems... I don't know what uh, what the benefit of that is. Of her being quiet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's entitled to do or say whatever she wants. I don't... You know, I don't care if right. she ever says anything about it, but... But beignets might not be the thing that should be her first post. 
in the middle of all this? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like kind of like, oh, there's something really big going on. Maybe you could just like acknowledge it. I don't know. Or even just, I don't know, like be quiet and like let it like work its way out because that's apparently what's happening is like the family is allegedly, I mean, there's stuff happening behind the scenes. We don't need to be privy to it, but you know what? Actually, we're going to meet. Let's maybe like call this a D bag double down a little bit. Oh, now I do want to give you some insight. Oh yeah. Into beignet box. Okay. Oh. It wasn't just that Christina Milian was like, mm, have some beignets, Chris Jenner, because I love you. You're my friend. She's the co-owner. Oh, of this establishment. Oh, okay. So obvious. I knew it had Thank to be you. some sort of business experience. Okay. Which again is totally fine, but it does smack a little um, insensitive mm-hmm. uh, at the very least that, you know, your family's going through something so visible. And again, it's not any family. It's, it's a family a whose life is actually filmed for the purposes of a reality show. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we come back, I, I do want to do a little debug double down and talk about a little bit about how the family is handling what's going on with Kanye West when it comes to their show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We'll talk about that when we come back on My Talk 1071. Okay, so, you know, sometimes the debaggery spills over into the segment beyond on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So in the last segment during our D-Bag segment, I was uh, talking about Kris Jenner and how during this time while her son-in-law, Kanye West, is clearly experiencing some difficulty, um, she decided to Instagram about waiting for a delivery of beignets. Um, well, he- I wanted to bring this up because this is interesting to me as well. You may be wondering... Are they going to be covering the events that we are currently experiencing with Kanye West on the next season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Oh God, I hope not. That would be so awkward. The answer is no. Oh, good. Uh, the answer is no. And this is according to TMZ, which means what? Well, it means it came from Kris Jenner. Yep. Uh, so this is the story. Keeping Up with the Kardashians is not documenting any of Kanye West's current bipolar episode. And this order, according to TMZ came from Kim herself. Um, Allegedly, she, Kim made the decision that none of it would be used as a storyline on the show because the series has, um, oh, the series is currently filming right now. And what TMZ is reporting is that Kim says that this is off limits, that Kanye and his mental health are off limits. And the other thing that's always been off limits is her kids. She doesn't want any of that exploited for ratings or good TV drama. Okay, so those are the things that are off the table. However, uh, other family members are she, Kim, and other family members are still filming. And I'm going to read a direct quote from TMZ about that. But they're simply following other storylines right now. We're told they were out in Malibu yesterday shooting for the show. What does that tell you when you hear that? That they're out in Malibu? That Kim and her Kim and her family are still filming for the show, but they're simply following other storylines. 
that they have other storylines. It just reminds you that this is not reality television. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. See, I, you have to go back to basics to, to pull that out of there, right? Because you and I are still in this, have lived in that place for so long that, like, none of this is real. Yeah, it's and all, all scripted. Of it, yes. And not only is it is the show all scripted, but so is so are the tabloid stories that correspond with it so that they can drum up yeah, and what, what, the next season. What this message uh, to TMZ is really all about is to just say, like, you should be interested in what we're doing, if, but don't worry, it's not going to be the... Because the world would criticize them for putting that, you know, uh, making that a storyline. And right. then they look, you know, look good as a result. Like, all the information you just said, like, as we read it, we're like... Oh, good. Yeah, that's very responsible. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Responsible. Kim is being very responsible. Yes. She's setting boundaries. But you have to remember who's telling you that. They're telling you mm-hmm. that, which means they're trying to get you to feel a certain way about Kim and about the show and that's just trying to get you to watch. So, uh, like, frankly, this is not a piece done by the New York Times wherein a reporter actually went out to find what was going on and we could make our judgments accordingly. This mm-hmm. is being presented to you as some sort of factual accounting of what's actually happening when really it's just a press release designed to make you feel a certain way about these people whose whole goal in life is to make you feel a certain way about the irreality that is their life. And so when you peel back the layers a little bit and look at it critically, what you should be thinking about is the fact that Kim, while going through a personal, I mean, I'm going to call it a personal crisis, right? The father of her children, the man she is married to, um, is is in a pretty desperate moment and has used his own uh, social media to say some pretty... Um, shocking things about her and her family. Um, I would say that that probably qualifies as kind of a personal crisis that she might be in. While all of that is happening, she and her family members, when the cameras are on, are pretending that none of that is happening. Mm-hmm. And in fact, instead are pretending that other pre-planned conflicts are happening. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly that, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if their relationship, I don't know, it, it, I go, it, it's easy to go back and forth, but in this moment, it sounds to me like their relationship has probably been very boundaried for a long time, meaning mm-hmm. like they have moments where they come together as a family because they share kids. Like that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless they're like completely lying about that, uh, one believes that they're spending time together on occasion. We know Kim went out to, uh, Mon- not Montana. Wyoming. Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Knew it was somewhere out west. Um, But, like, she's got her whole life in L.A., and that's where the center of her life is. And so whatever's going on with Kanye, while I'm not saying she's sort of totally divorced of it, she's got her own life. So, like, yeah, she's concerned about Kanye because it's the father of her kids. But I just feel like there have probably been boundaries already implemented among these two that have separated themselves from being like this close family unit Mm -hmm. where they're just like hanging out on the couch and like she's really 
Like what I'm saying is she's struggling, I'm sure, but I don't think it's the same way that you or I or people who like occupy the same like um, South Minneapolis home are going through. I just don't. Right. Because to your point, when she's in L.A., it's all work anyway. And so it's easy to compart. Not easy, but she probably has a skill at compartmentalizing in such a way that she's not. Or there's already a distance between them, yeah. right? And like to Elizabeth Reese's point during the Dirt Alert today, she is just crafting potentially an exit strategy that makes mm-hmm. her look as um, kind and thoughtful as possible. I'm not right. saying that's the truth, but it's certainly a plausible story. Again, coming from a family who spends all of their time focused on crafting a message for the public that right. doesn't necessarily have roots in an actual reality. Right. It's all for an audience. Unless you, you know, lest you still kind of believe that you're watching something that's actually unfolding before your very eyes on that show. I just want to back up to the words that TMZ said when they said they're simply following other storylines right now, which means that that entire family thinks in terms of storylines in a way that we don't. Mm. I mean, can you imagine if you had to take a look back or take a look at your life and, and, define storylines i just the average human doesn't think like that but it does tell you that they are manipulating the story that they tell and the way that they do it and how they're going to tell it to the public both when it's actually playing out on the cameras and when it's playing out on the show because that's the other thing about the the kardashians is they mess with the space-time continuum yeah and so their show is their show and it's not a direct reflection of their reality and they pretty much have said as much but it just is important to point out on a regular basis because it's easy to get caught up in the moment and people just are like oh i just I, you know i'm reacting to this stuff and it's like well but what are you actually reacting to right Re- reacting to somebody's um portrait you know, that they painted for you, not the not the reality. Mm-hmm. The other, you know, this what this will do to me, by the way, well, I won't be watching. I was going to say is when I watch the next season, spoiler alert, I won't be watching. But I'm sure you would watch it with the eye of like, when, when did the stuff going and, on with Kanye play into all of this? And it's not that because then the, the other mistake I think people make is that you just write all this off as crap. If it were not, well, I don't know anymore because I don't watch the show and by all accounts they have struggled with, you know, audiences over the years. So I'm not saying it's like the best television either, but there is an audience for it and it's probably good TV in the sense that, you know, they've got a production crew, they've got people edit. This is not just like Kim and Chris and, you know, family sitting around and like pasting together old, you know, family movies this is like an actual produced tv show so i'm sure when you watch you like it sucked in just right. like you know watching a uh, marathon of house hunters like that show is not the most scintillating television but you still get sucked in yeah and um oh i've fallen victim to that before where i've gotten sucked into keeping yeah. up with kardashians yeah i mean and there and most of the audience doesn't think very hard about what's actually going on they don't right. care it's like when we watched mob wives half of what was going on or i used to love that show St- storage wars and then we found out that like most of it was like pre-planned and it was like oh. i kind of don't even care because it was just fun to watch this is good tv right and if it's good tv you'll watch it 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, a little quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous. I want to be quarantined with Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. And if there's a celebrity a you would want, exactly, you would want to be quarantined with, give us a call, 651 641 1071 after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 